right. I hope we are ready for this week's inspiration. As we start off for this week, I want to first start by sharing with you the definition of inspiration. Because today, we're going to talk about how can you walk inspired even through the storm. Another way to say that is, how do you walk empowered even through the storm? Now, as we go to talk about the storm and inspiration, um, we're going to have to define both. So I like the Webster's 1828 definition of inspiration is to exert it also or enliven. It also means to influence, to move or guide by divine or supernatural inspiration or is to communicate to an agent supernaturally. And so today we're going to obviously be talking about the supernatural and how do you supernaturally make it through the storm. Now, I know no one here can ever say they haven't been through a storm because a storm comes in so many different forms, right? So we know that this, you can have a physical storm, you can have a financial storm. Some of us even go through a financial tsunami where we don't even know what it is is going on or, or where our finances went. Uh, we can go through relationship storms where everything is just turmoil uh, around us. Um, we can even go through health storms. Sometimes you're, you're one day you're healthy, the next day you get this report, just knocks you off your feet. Um, so we know that it's said that you're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're going into a storm. And we know that, <clears throat> excuse me, that is the reality of life, that there there is a storm. And how do we know that this is even a reality and is expected of us as believers? How do we know that we're going to encounter a storm? Well, of course, we see the example of, uh, of Jesus when he was here. He was called Yeshua. In Mark 4, verse 38 is our main uh, theme of our scripture we're going to be talking about today. Because even as we go through the storm, the key is you know, what's our reaction? What are we supposed to do? Because we know the storm is going to come. And so stay tuned today because whether you're in the storm, coming out of the storm or going through the storm, this is for you today. So let's just get started with this story. If you don't know the story, um, you all have your own storm stories now because I, I have my own <laughs> uh, storm stories. I've been through Hurricane Marilyn, Hurricane Hugo, and then uh, a couple storms after that, so, so many that I can't even remember the names, but those were the prominent ones. And um, so the reason uh, for that one storm, I believe it was, um, must have been Marilyn because I was a young adult then. So the other ones, I was still, you know, not responsible for, for my stuff. But I remember going through the storm, of, of in this case, a hurricane, uh, Marilyn and seeing that all my clothes got wet then of course moldy um, but even worse than that was my pictures and all my um, I don't think I was a re I had my important documents but just just all the memory things me uh, memorabilia that I had they were lost and I remember one thing I had to learn was how to prepare for a storm 
So you know that if you live in an, in an island in the Caribbean, you know the storm is going to come. You don't know. It's not a matter of if it's going to come. You know that it will come. And so the parallels to that is, you know, if you're a human being in life, a storm is going to come. Inevitably, you're going to uh, have health challenges. You might have relationship challenges, uh, challenges at your job. Challenges with your children, challenges with your spouse, you know, just challenges in general. Uh, but what I learned was you have to prepare for it. So when the next storm came, I was more prepared. But even though I was prepared, the storm came anyway. But just that this time, I put my clothes in a garbage bag. I put my uh, important documents in a, in a garbage bag, in a Ziploc bag. I put my pictures and everything that was dear to me. I put it in a bag. And then that's a message, a lesson that I had to learn, uh, knowing that a storm is going to come, but I'm going to have to prepare myself uh, for that storm. Then even now I'm responsible for children of my own now. So when the storm comes, you know, I have to prepare them as well as myself and, you know, take the, all the things that I gathered, put them in the, I found this trick. I don't know if it's a good one or not, but then I put my degree and different things that I think is important, yearbook and stuff, um, in the dishwasher. So I learned that somewhere, but nonetheless, the key that we want to, to learn is you're going to have to get ready for, for the storm when it comes. So when the storm of life is coming, um, I just like to look to Jesus for some examples of how, you know, how do you handle a storm when it comes? So back to Mark 4, 38, hopefully you were able to turn there. If not, that's okay. You can read it on, at your own time. I'll just summarize uh, what that story is about. So we know here, um, the disciples decided that they were going to go with Jesus to the other side. Because Jesus needed to go um, work on his ministry on the other side, which just means that he was just going where he was sent. He was sent to a certain group of people and he had to go on that mission. And that was the mission that God had given him. So on the way to his mission, and sometimes we call our mission, our vision, or we call it our dream, on the way to that dream, he encountered a storm. And so the same thing for us is because you, you have a dream, you have a plan. Don't think that a storm is not going to come. Don't think that you're, you're going to evade a storm because you know, you're on the right path uh, that God has for your life. You still got to get ready for the storm. And so here Jesus is going to do his father's business, um, the mission that God called him to. And here comes this storm. So let's learn uh, from what happened during this time. So he was sleeping on the boat when the storm came and his disciples came to him and was like, man, you don't care that we're about to die. We're about to perish. And you're here sleeping on the boat in the middle of a storm. So Jesus rose up and this is what we can learn from this. What was Jesus' re Jesus's reaction when they told him, you know, you don't care that we're going to perish, that this storm has come. Number one, Jesus wasn't surprised because he knew us. He knew that the storm was going to come. It wasn't something that caught him off guard. So in our lives, we have to know and expect that a storm is going to come and not be caught um, off guard with that. And so 
in, in response to that, instead of Jesus freaking out, like they were freaking out because they thought they were going to die because this storm came from nowhere. They thought Jesus just stood up. He spoke to the storm and he told the storm that it needs to stop. He told the storm, peace be still, or he told the storm basically to stop. What can we learn from that? It's so funny that what religion normally teaches us is when the storm comes, what the disciples expected to hear was this awesome plan about, you know, maybe throw the things off the boat or um, hunker down or something. But instead of Jesus telling them, you know, what they needed to do, Jesus turned directly to the storm and told the storm what it needed to do. So sometimes we are going through a storm and we're busy, distracted with everything else around us and ignore the thing that's hindering us. And um, so, but looking at Jesus's example, he just spoke directly to the storm and told it to stop instead of, you know, baby in the storm, uh, you know, getting a raincoat. So just think about your own life. When you're going through something, what is your immediate reaction? I like the example of, um, you know, climbing up the mountain. I know one of my dad's favorite songs is um, I'm climbing up the mountain. And, you know, he used to like to drive around with his little uh, speaker on the top of the car. And that was just for a long time. That was one of his uh, favorite songs. But what I learned here um, from from this example, even as Jesus spoke to the mountain, he he told his disciples as he was teaching them how to walk on this earth and we get to learn from that, he told them when you see a mountain, he didn't tell them to climb it. He told them you speak to the mountain, you tell it to move and it has to obey you. So it's a lot of mindset shifting that needs to take place and that his disciples as well needed to learn even though they were with him. Because we see that Jesus was kind of disappointed with them uh, at the end when he was after the storm stopped because of course the storm had to listen to him it had to obey him even as jesus had said um when you speak to the mountain it must obey you and he told us the mountain is any difficulty in our lives and so it had to obey him it had to do what he said the storm as well had to obey him it had to do what he said so what's that what's the ramifications of that we know that uh, when Jesus left, he says, all power is given unto you, both in heaven and in earth. So we know that the same power he had, that he has given it to us. So he expects us to move and talk and walk just like he did on the earth because he's given us all the power. As a matter of fact, he even said, greater works than these you will do because I go to my father. And that's a quote, direct quote. He says, greater works will you do. You meaning who? You who believe in him, who believe that because of the finished work that he did, we are able to walk in power and authority on this earth and that he is here. Oh, he he came here as our, our example of how we should walk here on this earth, not in defeat, but in but in power. And I love that he also reminded us that my yoke is easy and my burden is light, but what happens is we want to feel like his his yoke is hard and his burden is heavy. We don't want to believe that we can't speak to a mountain. A lot of times we want to suffer through so we could say, yeah, I suffered. It, it seems, you know, that we want to suffer through and say that I suffered. It seems like 
we want to climb up the mountain to say, whew, I climb up that hard mountain. Uh, but it will take humility for us to realize that, you know, Jesus don't necessarily need you to climb up the mountain when you can just talk to it. So he know you need, he know you need to get to point B and he know there's a mountain in your way between you and point B. And he's telling you to speak to the mountain to get to B, but we want to, we don't want to speak to the mountain. We want to climb it. We want to, you know, hustle through, you know, we don't want to tap into him and say, Hey, how do I get rid of this mountain that's in my way? Do you want me to fly over, jump over, walk over? What do you want me to do? Um, because he speaks and we have to listen and it's just a matter of humility. So that's what praying is about is realizing that we need to hear from God in our current situation about our current situation. So as we talk about being in the storm, we see here that, um, the disciples, they could have, um, if Jesus wasn't there, what do you think they would have done? They would have probably made it through to the other side. But it would have been a rough journey going through to the other side. So they would have been battered and tattered and torn. They would have lost uh, luggage. They would have lost so much um, just trying to get to the other side. So I know sometimes, you know, we're trying to get to our goals and get to our dreams. And we feel as if, man, it's so hard. We're being battered. We're being torn. We're being abused. And it feels like... You know, we have to strive through and make it through, which is true. But the question is how? So I know we feel like we have to strive through. We have to make it through. And Jesus said that, um, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. And so he's telling us that, listen, I have overcome. I have done all this stuff so that now you can, you know, go through and have that power to do different things. Um, so I just want to encourage people today. And that's the thing about inspire you, which means to, um, to influence a move or guide by divine or supernatural inspiration. I want you to be moved divinely in your current situation and don't feel as if you're alone, as if God has abandoned you for you to make it through the storm on your own. No, he doesn't expect you to make it through the storm on your own. He knows the storm is going to come and he's given you a powerful weapon, which is your words. All he had to do was to stand up, tell the storm to stop. Now we may think, okay, I can't do that. Well, the person who thinks they can and the person who thinks they can't, they're both right. Because what Jesus told the disciple was, ma'am, really disappointed in you guys that, that you have no faith. And so Jesus asked them, where is your faith? Because like Jesus is like, man, you've been with me all this time. You see how I speak to things and they have to obey. Like when Jesus spoke to the tree and said, you know, you, you're, you're going to dry up at the root. Man, that tree had to dry up. And we have to believe it as much um, if we believe that we were created in God's image. So we know that in God's image is he spoke and his words created things. So there's the same thing with you. But if you don't have the faith to believe it, when you say it, it's going to fall flat because you don't believe it. And it's not so much that people don't believe um, 
in God. It's just that people don't believe in the God in them. You know, it talks about Christ in me, the hope of glory. People don't believe the power of God that's in them. So that just means that uh, people will believe that, okay, Jesus spoke to the, um, the mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the storm and the storm, you know, had to listen. But now let's pause. It says that same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. So you have that same spirit. You have that same power. We know it because we know he said all power is given unto you. So it's just a matter of us believing the God in us. Because if we did believe it, we will go about doing what he did. And I know that for me, I have a great example here earthly with, um, and some of you are aware of my dad um, being someone who healed, went around healing and delivering people. And so we have a lot of uh, testimonies um, that people can share about that. So I've lived it and I've witnessed it firsthand. So now I'm able to live it and walk in that um, as well. But even if you didn't have a physical father who, who was able to show you that, Jesus is here as your example. And he's telling you, even as he told uh, the disciples that, listen, this is what I expect of you. The storm is going to come. But this is what I expect for you to do in the storm. So when the storm came, we see here in Mark 4, 39, that Jesus didn't run away. <laughs> he didn't, um, you know, said, hey, guys, get bottles of water, which is which is fine. You know, I'm not saying when a storm is coming, you don't prepare because you'll be silly not to prepare. But what we're talking about now is preparing spiritually for the storm. That's in your life that will come in your life. Um, even if you have, you know, just come out of one, just think back on things you've gone through and how you were able to make it through. And I want you to know that whatever you're going through, God is rooting for you. He wants you to win. He's prepared a place and a way for you to win. He didn't just create a plan for your life. We know Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I have a plan for you. So as he created this plan for you, he knows that storms are going to try to come to distract you and to stop you and to slow you down. And a lot of times it comes just to tire you, tire you out and wear you out. <laughs> so we know that nothing can wear you out like a relationship struggle or a financial struggle. Man, those things will, those storms will wear you out. You won't even have enough energy uh, to make it through to the, to the next year. You will lose all your hope and you will turn around and not go through uh, the storm. But we know that Jesus set out to go to the other side to accomplish the mission God had for him. And he accomplished that mission. Storm could not stop him. He went straight past that storm, through that storm, told that storm to sit down and be quiet. And he went through and accomplished the mission that God has for his life. So I want to encourage you today uh, and remind you today that you have that same power. You have that same power. But a lot of times is we don't trust 
Um, and that's where faith comes in, right? We don't trust the God in us. We trust that God parted the Red Sea um, with the Israelites. We trust everything. God did not even part the Red Sea by himself. He had Abraham, uh, Moses hit the rock because he likes to use us. He wants us to participate. He always says, I've placed life and blessing. Um, I'm sorry, li life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. So he always wants us to participate with him in everything that, you know, that he has going on. And we are, we are no, you, I should say, and we as well, for myself included, we are not the exemption. We are the rule. We are following the path that he has already uh, set up for us, realizing that we have the power to calm the storms in our lives. Don't worry about somebody else's life right now. We're talking about yours. <laughs> so as Jesus came through the storm, he had to talk to the storm because it was affecting him as well. And his tenacity that he had, because he knew he was going down to the other side. And you know that whatever purpose and plan that God has for your life, you know that you are going towards it. You're not going to stop. You will not be defeated. You're going straight through and you're going to accomplish that purpose and that plan that God has for your life. And of course, since God is rooting for you, we know that, um, you, you know, we have already won. We have already won the battle. It says the battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. And so we know that you already have the victory, but we don't want you to get to the victory side tired and battered and all beat up, right? So we want to arm ourselves with God's word, arm ourselves with faith so that we can believe what we say, believe that we're supposed to speak to the mountain, believe that we're supposed to speak to the storm. And believe that they have to obey. And so even though you were taught, you know, climb and suffer and do whatever, you know, remember what Jesus said. He said, speak to the mountain. It must obey you. So go ahead and start speaking today. Start speaking today. Start valuing uh, the vision that God has given you by um, acknowledging God's presence and power in your life, in your mouth, in your tongue, so that you will use your words and use that powerful tool that God has given you so that you can make it to the other side. And that way you can be able to help others and bring others along and bring God glory. All right. So we will see you again next time for more inspiration as we talk about words that inspire.